Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon. Episode 32 for you. We got a really good lineup here ahead of UFC Vegas 22. But we're first going to be joined up by the still light heavyweight champion of the world, Jan Blahovich, to recap his win over Israel Adesanya at UFC 259. Talk about a potential move to heavyweight and a future matchup with Glover Teixeira and what he wants that fight to be. He's adamant Glover Teixeira deserves the next shot. He wants Glover to be next. And he's really looking forward to that fight. But we also touched on a lot of other things that a potential John Jones fight, a rematch with Israel Adesanya. So really good chat with the light heavyweight champ. We're then joined by Antonio Carlos Jr. to talk about him signing with the PFL, um, getting cut by the UFC, whether or not he thought that was surprising or not, and what kind of intrigued him to move up to 205 and to sign with the PFL. So good chat with Carlos a- Antonio Carlos Jr. just about this upcoming season and, and his upcoming fight against Filthy Tom Lawler. We're then joined by Max Griffin to preview his fight against Kenan Song. This is a big one for Max Griffin. Max uh, believes if he gets another win here, especially another knockout win, uh, especially after that viral finish over Ramiz Brahima last time out where he took his ear off where he thinks he'll get a ranked guy. And he's really starting to feel his confidence and momentum, starting to get back up after a couple bad split decision losses his way or decision losses that didn't go his way. He says his confidence is back. And he's ready to go on a run. We're then joined by Grant Dawson to preview his fight against Leonardo Santos. This is a big one for Grant Dawson, who's moving up to lightweight. Leonardo Santos, although he doesn't fight a lot and is not ranked, he's a guy that's very dangerous, has some stoppage wins over the likes of Kevin Lee, uh, beat Antonio Rocco Martin. Like He's a very dangerous opponent, but Dawson thinks lightweight is where he's going to really have success, where he's going to kind of take over. We're then joined by J.P. Bays to preview his fight. His UFC debut against Bruno Silva, re- really intriguing matchup there for JP, who's coming off a good win over the contender series. His wife, Cheyenne's also on the card. So kind of cool how they're both making their UFC debuts on the same card. And then we close things out talking to Adrian Yanez about his fight against Gustavo Lopez. Now Adrian kind of expects to put the bantamweight division on notice with another knockout win. Two wins. He's coming off that successful UFC debut. The beautiful knockout head kick knockout over victor rodriguez on the contender series a good knockout over brady wong on in 39 seconds so he's looking for another first round knockout he thinks that head kick's gonna be there again he's gonna get that stoppage and really be in the top 10 by the end of this year after a few more knockout wins but thank you all for listening be sure to share the show subscribe and thank you all again all right we're joined by the still ufc light heavyweight champion jan blahovich jan how's it going yeah, all good, you know. Life is good. Still the champ, so <laughs> and I'm just just feel great, you know. Enjoy the life. Yeah, heading into that fight, like, did you kind of feel like everyone was counting you out? Everyone was talking about, oh, Adesanya is going to become that two division champion, that John Jones fight, the the him going up to heavyweight. Like, there was already all these plans for if he wanted. Like, it seemed like people were overlooking you a lot. Yeah, th- I think that it. I knew that they, they want, uh, you know, they've got some plans. Uh, UFC have plans with with uh, Adesanya. They make would make you know fight with uh, John Jones if he beat me. But you know, I'm still so. <laughs> again, I destroyed this plan. So you know, the 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 victor just stays a little bit better, you know. Uh, and right now, I think you know uh, they're gonna you know have to always have something you know plan B. Because when someone fight against me, uh, if they've got plan for you know for big star like Adesanya, so they have to remember there still is someone like Jan Bohovic in the game. Do you think the UFC kind of wanted him to win just because there would be a lot bigger fights if he were to win? Like that John Jones fight would be one of the biggest fights they could do. 
you know, maybe, maybe, I, you know, I, I understand the business, you know. Uh, I know that he is, you know, big star, you know, uh, one of the biggest in UFC. So uh, maybe they, that will be better for, for them. But, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I don't and, care. For me, it's better because I'm one. So <laughs> not my problem. And heading into the fight, the uh, he was saying hey, he's going to weigh like 193. He wasn't bulking up. He ended up weighing 200 pounds. But did you, like, what did you make of that? Him coming in light and him not trying to bulk up to be a true light heavyweight? You know, he's got everything to be light heavyweight, you know. Uh, but uh, he need time, you know. He need time. For sure, he need, he, he, sorry. He need to, you know, uh, grab a couple more pounds. Uh, but he got, you know, everything to be true light heavyweight. But, you know, easy. Not all, you know. Uh, first of all, you know, he need to catch some uh, pounds uh, and then make some fight in, with guys in, I don't know, top 10. And maybe in future... He will be the champion in the light heavyweight, but you know, uh, yeah. But anyway, he got you know, he got power, he got you know, uh, speed, he got you know, good kicks. So he he everything what what he need to be in light heavyweight, he got it. And uh, in the lead up to the fight, you were we were talking. You basically said the game plan was to wrestle him early and then strike with him, but you kind of flipped it. You struck with him early, then wrestled late. Like, did you always know the takedowns would be there? Yeah, you know, I. My game plan was to start a little bit earlier, but you know he was tricky. Uh, you know, uh, so I tried to take him down in first round, second round. I don't remember right now, and, and he escaped really fast. You know, so I just knew that I had to wait a little bit longer, make him a little bit tired, and then uh, catch him and put him on the ground and uh, keep the fight over there. So uh, better later than than never. So I start do this in the third round, and that was good, good, good idea. Uh, he was a little bit tired. He he don't expect that, and I just take him down, you know, hold him on the ground. And I feel that uh, when I grab him on the ground, so I feel that he will not stand up. That was my, you know, my my part of the game. Were you a bit disappointed you didn't get the stoppage win, or were you just happy with your performance? You know, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy because uh, you know I won the fight. Yeah. This is the most important. Of course, if I will, you know, submit him or knock him out earlier, it will be a little bit better. But anyway, you know, I'm happy because you know. Uh, I think that was good fight, you know, good tempo. So uh, we fight uh, 25 minutes. My cardio, you know, I test my cardio also with, uh, you know, with fighters, with so great fighter like Adesanya. So I've got, you know, uh, good experience for, 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 from this fight. Uh, but anyway, if I will knock him out or submit him, it will be a little bit better. <laughs> but it, I'm happy. Is it kind of surreal to see how far your career came? Like you were two and four in the UFC on the verge of being cut. Now you're the light heavyweight champion, defended your belt. You're knocking out all these guys that are considered some of the best light heavyweights. Like, your record now, like you are one of the best light heavyweights ever. Yeah, you know, I've, I, I want to, you know, defend the belt a couple more times. And maybe in future I will go to heavyweight, you know. Still, we have got, you know, uh, something to do, you know. There is Hall of Fame, so maybe in future I will join to this... Uh, elite club uh, we will see you know i still got fire inside me i still want to do this i still feel pleasure when i do this so i will not stop you know i think four more maybe five more years we will see but you know still you got you know a lot of things to do in, in inside the octagon you know maybe one maybe two maybe three title defend and then i will go to heavyweight and try my skill over there we will see what's this win do for you like your career because obviously Adesanya is probably the biggest name guy you fought he had a lot of hype behind him you hand him his first career loss and you get your first title defense all in one 
you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just happy, you know, that I can fight against someone like Jan, like easy and beat him, be the first one who, who, who you know, could take his all, you know, he, I, <laughs> so I'm the first one who beat him, you know, so in MMA, so it's, 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 it's great, but I feel that, you know, I've got some big fight, you know, somewhere in the future, you know, still is somewhere in my, still in over the back of my head is John Jones somewhere over there, and I believe that in future uh, I'm gonna have opportunity to, 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 to beat him also. We will see. We will see. You know, there, there is a lot of big names in UFC, so uh, for sure I'm gonna have you know uh, also big fights in the future. And what it went to the scorecards? Like, how confident were you that you won the fight? You know, I I feel that I won the fight. I I don't check. I don't know how the uh, referee score. I don't care. I check. I have to check. I have to first of all. I have to. I need to watch the fight because I don't watch it. But I, you know, everybody say me that I won the fight. So and I feel it uh, after the, the the five round the the, the fight is mine. So uh, uh, that's it. You know, I I won the fight. This is no you know no. But that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I was better. Just just this. And I'm not sure if you've seen, but already Adesanya's coach is talking about how there's really not much for him at middleweight. Like there's the Whitaker rematch, maybe Darren Till, but he was saying basically two, three more fights and then maybe they're back in the same spot where they move up again and try to rematch you. Like, is that a fight that still interests you is maybe rematching Adesanya down the line again? You know, I understand him because, you know, he lost the fight. He he would like to have a rematch, but, and yeah, he beat almost everybody in, in, in his category. So, uh, yeah, maybe in future we're gonna do this, but you know, first of all, he need to you know when he come back to to two o five. I think he need to make a fight with with guys from top ten, and maybe then uh, rematch or, or something like this. You know, not not earlier. You know, not like this that he will just come and uh, do rematch against me. First of all, I think that they will be fair. You know, for everybody, if he do some fight in two o five with you know top ten fighters first. <laughs> You mentioned John Jones earlier. Obviously, you were supposed to fight him for the light heavyweight title. So, is there still something that you want to fight him, whether it be a light heavyweight or heavyweight, just to get the opportunity to share the octagon with him? Yeah, you know, I think everybody would like to fight against him. You know, <laughs> uh, we will see what's gonna be in future. In future, I think that you know Glover. I think my next opponent will be Glover, but we will see in the future. You no. Know? Uh, he promised me this fight. I don't want to talk about John Jones because it, it's boring for me right now. But yeah. anyway, he promised me this fight after when I knock out uh, Corey Anderson. So I'm just wait for him, you know. Uh, and I believe that in future somewhere, uh, somehow we're going to make this fight. Uh, just one thing on Jones. Clearly, like, how do you think that fight would play? Because obviously, he's a guy that gets hit a lot. You have a ton of power. Your grappling's really good. Like, It seems like a fight that would just... It's an interesting clash of styles. You know... <laughs> I don't know right now, you know. But anyway, if if UFC send me contract again, and I will fight against Jojos, then we find the way within my coaches, with my team, how to beat him. You know, for sure. Uh, you know, I will try to knock him out because I like you know fighting stand up. But anyway, I think that if that will be a little bit similar fight like with uh, Israel. You know, but I don't know yet. You know, but yeah. if the, the the fight will happen, I find a way how to stop him. And then obviously Glover Teixeira is next. Like he's kind of guy similar to you, where he's had to kind of work his way to a title shot. He beat everyone. So how do you think that fight goes? Because it's a, that's one where Glover's very durable. Like he's tough to knock out. Like Tiago Santos dropped him a couple times. He's very solid on the ground. 
Yeah, no, I think that uh, you know, give that good boxing, uh, but he used it to you know to to be close to you and take you down, you know, and then he tried to use his jiu-jitsu ground and pound. So I think that in this fight, uh, uh, I will be the guy who would like to fight in stand-up, and he will try to you know uh, take me down. But I think my jiu-jitsu is also really good. I think even better than he got. So if he takes me down. Uh, it's not gonna be easy to submit me, you know. He's gonna have to be be careful. Maybe I will start to take him down. I think uh, that uh, the every part of the game I'm a little bit better in stand up for sure. Uh, in the ground we're gonna be you know 50 50, uh, but I think that uh, even I'm gonna be a little bit better. So I'm gonna be ready for every part of this fight, uh, and that's it. But I think that I will I will be the guy who will, who want to be on the on the foot. He will be the one who would be who would like to take me down, you know, on the ground. And, bef- and before the Adesanya fight, you were basically telling me you beat Adesanya November, December is that time frame because you want to spend time with your newborn. Is that still the time frame? Like get one more in this year at the end of the year? Yeah, I, I think for this moment, when I'm talking with you right now, so I think uh, after half year, I will come back to Octagon. But, you know, maybe after two weeks when I stop celebrating. Yeah. So I said, maybe I come back a little bit earlier. But for today, Half year break, spend some time with my family, celebrate with them, you know, and then come back to the octagon. And just last thing is obviously you've mentioned a heavyweight move. Like, when do you think that would be? Like, obviously you have to beat Glover. There's a few other guys, but like, what do you think it is? Like two, three more title defenses, then off to heavyweight? Yeah, something like this. Two, maybe three. We will see. If maybe UFC give me some, you know, good, you know, uh, they, they, they say some, we've got some proposition for you. It's really good, really nice. So maybe... Maybe a little bit earlier, but, uh, you know, but uh, right now I think two, maybe three more uh, fighting two or five and then uh, something, do something different, you know. Would you want an immediate title shot at heavyweight to try to become a champ champ or would you move up to then try to work your way up to a title shot? No. If I will, you know, it's going to be opportunity to, you know, to, to do this, how, you know, just I go and fight for the belt, it will be the best option for me but yeah. uh, if not so i will you know do this step by step by step you know but you know this is future you know this is something yeah. what i'm gonna think after you know two more years and then maybe so this is you know long time <laughs> all right well jan thank you so much for the time again man i appreciate it yeah thank you pleasure for me all right we're joined by now pfl light heavyweight antonio carlos jr antonio how's it going <laughs> how are you doing i'm doing really good man uh, obviously, before you get into signing with PFL, I just want to go back to your last fight. Like entering that fight against Brad Tavares, like did you kind of think you needed to win that, or do, or you would have been cut like you were? Uh, I think it was a close fight, you know. But um, all credits to to Brad. Man, he fought very well, you know. He defended all my 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 attacks, you know, all my my all my 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 shots and stuff he did really good you know uh i didn't thought I, I would have that you know uh would be that hard to take him down and work my jiu-jitsu you know i was i was ready bro uh, i'll tell you i was pretty uh, i was pretty good you know training well the diet was good the wake up was good recover like, how i recovered the way that I, I was like 100 you know and he did really well so all credit to him. Did you expect the UFC to release you after that fight? Uh, I knew I had that chance, you know, but I, I don't think so. I think they wouldn't have me 
uh, have my last fight because I have one more fight in my contract. So I think they would, you know, give me one more fight. But it is what it is. To be honest with you, I'm even happier now. <laughs> and signing with PFL, did they immediately show a, a lot of interest or was there other promotions like Bellator one showing interest? Uh, man, I was talking to, to Ali, you know, my manager, and I, I told him my interest to fight on PFL. You know, I like the system, you know. Uh, I told him, man, I like the system. There is no politics. There is no, like, trash talk. It's more my style, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm not a trash talk kind of guy. Uh, I actually like my, my opponents, you know. I like everybody. Uh, they are fighters as I am, so I understand their mind. And I'm not, I actually, I, I like people, you know, I don't hate people. So uh, that system, you know, the UFC system was, was a little hard on me. You know what I mean? So I told Ali, Ali, I think the, the, the PFL system is, is going to work for me pretty well. You know, you, you're going to get what, what, you know, what you deserve. If you win the fight, you're going to pass on the brackets, you know, uh, and that's how you work on, on my whole life, you know. Jiu-Jitsu, if you win, you're going to go for the next next fight. Then you go for the next fight. Then you go for the next fight. Then you go to the fight. And then, you know, you, you get the pride. So, yeah, you know, I think it works very well. And obviously they don't have middleweight division. Moving up to 205, like was that part of it too? Just because you're going to be fighting so often, you don't have to cut down to 185 so much in one year? Uh, man, cutting the, this much away was, was being like really hard for me. You know, I cut like 35 pounds every time that I fight. So yeah, it was pretty hard. You know, I need always to, you know, be on diet, losing weight. And every time I lose weight, uh, I feel I'm not the same, you know, you feel weak, you, you don't feel as strong as you truly are, you know, and this uh, is bad for your train, you know, I was get injury, you know, often, you know, so that's not what I want, you know, I want to be healthy, I want to train hard, you know, if, if it's hard to diet, train hard, prepare for, you know, everything in the same time. So I think cutting just a few pounds is, is going to be way better, you know, I'm going to respond way better in the fight. Especially for my game, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, 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 I'm a grappler, so I need power, I need strength. And I feel once I start, like, uh, dieting, I feel I, I, I kind of lose the power, lose the strength, I get tired fast, you know? So, yeah, that was that wasn't being good to me. And, and then you, uh, with going to light heavyweight, like you're a guy that fought on top at heavyweight. So how much better do you think you're going to be at light heavyweight, being able to get these people down? Because that's a lot of extra weight and strength you can put on. Uh, yeah, I, I already fought as a heavyweight and a light heavyweight, you know. But at the time, I was I was lighter than I am right now, you know. Uh, I did made fighter fight as a heavyweight, but I was walking around like 207, you know. But I had the chance, so I, I, I got a fight. And after that, I tried to fight 205. I, I only lost like four pounds, you know what I mean? So 
I was light. I was younger. I was lighter. So I started getting older. I started getting like uh, uh, heavier. So I feel I feel good, you know, when I'm training on my way, on my normal way. You know what I mean. So at this time, I just gonna need to dehydrate it a little bit, do a little bit of diet, you know, but not like that hard, you know, how it used to be to make 185. And obviously the million dollars at the end of it, was that a big intrigue for you to sign with PFL? That, that was good, man. Everybody like a million dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, you know, like I hope I, uh, I, I can make to the final, I can get this, uh, you know, this million dollars for sure, you know, open my eyes and I, I really want that, you know, that's why I'm working hard, you know, now I'm doing what I like to do, you know, in the system that works for me with a good price, you know, so, man, I'm truly happy to sign with PFL, you know, keep doing what I love, uh, just what I love, you know, I just need to focus now on training and fight, and that's great. Obviously, you've looked at the light heavyweight division. Like, what do you kind of take away of PFL? Because there's obviously some former UFC fighters in, like, Tom Lawler's, uh, Melito Sordi won it last year. Like, there, there's some well-known names that own that division. Yeah, there's a lot of good games. You know, Tom Lawler is a former UFC fighter. You also have uh, Cesar Mutante, who is Brazilian, yeah. former UFC fighter, the guy that I know. You know, he lives around here. And... He, he's also a tough guy, Emiliano Sardi, you know, if we fight, it's going to have the, the classic, you know, Argentina versus Brazilian, Brazil. So, uh, you know, in soccer, we got this classic, right? <laughs> so uh, I think we're going to have this one MMA too. And uh, Jordan Young, you know, he's uh, my, my, my training partner, you know, he's a guy I don't want to fight now. If we fight, I, I hope we only fight at the, at the final, you know, because we train together, we always together. So, yeah, I mean, I can see a lot of, like, tough guys in the division. And with PFL, like, you're kind of guaranteed a certain amount of uh, number of fights. How good is that for you? Because you went one fight in 2018, no fights in 2020 when you were trying to get in there. Yeah, you know, I think that was a call, uh, uh, because the weight cut, you know. I don't, I don't actually... Get, I'm not the guy who get hurt often, you know what I mean? And I was getting hurt. And I think this might be because of diet, you know, hard diet. You know, I was always weak, trying to lose the weight and stuff. And I feel when I'm I'm good, you know, I'm on my normal way, I don't get hurt. I'm not the guy no guy who gets hurt, you know. So I think it's going to be better now, you know. Because I don't get hurt in fight, you know. I, I, I'm a grappler. I think the only time I... I got hurt in the fight was against right hall that i broke my nose and that was the only time that i get us like a serious injury you know the other time against dan kelly i got a cut on my nose but that's it you know i never really get hurt in the fight so that's why the tournament works for me too you know that why working the ultimate fighter and i hope it works on the pfl now and in the pfl it obviously is that regular season turn at tournament format so like do you have to change any way you're going to fight or any way you do in training to make sure you can get it to that date? Because if you can't, like, you got to pull out the entire tournament. I'm sorry? Do you have to change the way you fight or the way you do training to make sure you get to the fight? Because 
PFL is not like the UFC belt where you pull out and you just get rescheduled. If you pull out, like you're out of the tournament. Yeah, I think you just need to be careful in the train, you know, like to not get hurt. Uh, I think this we really need to take care. But I, I keep doing the same stuff, you know, like train hard, uh, but like carefully with the right people, you know, right partners. Uh, because uh, I actually like this this system, you know. You know when you're going to fight, you know your schedule, and this is pretty good for me. So you can organize your schedule, you can organize your life, you know, you know how, when you're going to fight. So I'm going to like make the training a little easy now, so I'm not going to get hurt once it gets close to the fight, you know, because you can't organize everything right. I think it's, I think it's better, actually. And just quickly getting into your fight, obviously Tom Lawler, like kind of a well-known guy in this sport, like fought on UFC 100, fought guys like CB Dalloway, Ryan Bader, like Chris Wyman. Like, do, do you think this is a good fight for you to get right in there and get a well-known name to kind of prove you're at the top of this division? Yeah, I love the fire. I think to be a champion, you need to be to beat everybody, right? So Tom Lawler is a tough guy. He's a wrestler. Uh, I saw some of his fights. He's fighting against Chris Weidman, you know, John Vilanchi, a lot of like tough guys. But long time he doesn't fight. So this is a good thing in favor of me, you know. So uh, I just kind of stood a little more his game, you know, and see what's the best way to get a win over him. Yeah, how hard is it to prepare for him? Because he hasn't fought since 2018, and then since 2013, he's only fought four times in a eight-year span. Uh, I'll try to get uh, his last fights. You know, try to watch his last fights, especially his fights in UFC. We don't actually change the game a lot. We can add something, we can put something in our game, but we don't change everything. You know, so he's probably gonna fight the same style he always fought. You know what I mean? So I'll try to get this fight, see his movements, see his weakness, you know, and try to work on it, you know, with my, with all my coaches. And you're going to have a big reach advantage too. That was something that was noticeable at middleweight, like 79 inches, but that's still a pretty big reach advantage at light heavyweight. So like, how do you think that's going to play a factor? And not even just this fight, but throughout the tournament where you are going to be bigger than some of these guys. Yeah, I always use the, the distance you know, in my favor, you know, always trying to keep either in the distance or close. So you're never on that danger, like distance that someone can throw and knock you out. So I either like go in the distance, try to keep the distance and stuff, or I'm really close. So I try to use that in my advantage, you know what I mean? But for sure, I always want to get really close, go to the ground and work on my jiu-jitsu. That's my best weapon. Uh, you obviously know the PFL structure system where you get more points for finishing fights. Like, is that going to change your style where you're going to be hunted for those finishes or it's just more like, let's just get these wins and it'll eventually all add up. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to force something. You know what I mean? You got to work for, you know, and I think the chance is going to present itself. So I want to work, you know, for sure, like on the takedown, on my jiu-jitsu, but I also want to work on my, you know, with my boxing, my hands, you know, the ultimate fight, I had like two knockouts, you know, in the first round. One of them was like 
12 seconds so this can happen you know but like you need to see you need like to work for it you know if the chance uh present i'm gonna go but i'm not gonna force it you know when you force it i i think you just spend your energy you know what i mean uh, how do you see this fight playing out with you and Tom? Because I wouldn't be surprised if you're able to get him down and kind of just control him or submit him. Because you look at his career, he struggled with grapplers and he's been submitted quite a few times. I'm sorry? How, how do you see this fight playing out between you and Tom? Uh, as all my fights, you know, I like striking a little bit. You know, I just kind of try to take him down when I see the chance to do it. You know, as I said, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to, you know go for it no matter what you know i want to strike i know how to i feel actually pretty comfortable on top too and if i see the chance for sure i'm gonna try to take him down and work my jiu-jitsu it's my best weapon you know what i mean so i always gonna try to use my jiu-jitsu but if not you know i'm gonna like keep striking keeping like making points score some points you know and to win the fight i if just I see the opportunity i will yeah. go for it hmm. Uh, just a few more things. Like, what's it like for you to be part of this PFL season? This is their big return, and then you look at who they've signed. They signed yourself. They signed Fabrizio Verdun. They signed uh, Rory McDonald, Anthony Pettis. Like, they still have Kayla Harrison. Like, they seem to be really becoming one of the mainstays in MMA. Yeah, I love it. As I said, man, I, I was actually on UFC, and I said, man, I love this this season. You know, I love the, this organization, how they doing stuff. It's really good. Now with a lot of big names, I'm really happy to, you know, my fresh start. You know, get there and you know, get another win, win over win, maybe get this million. You know, that's what I want. Working hard for it. Is your deal with PFL just for this one season, or did you sign like a multi-year deal? I I signed for this year. You know, but uh, the idea is like keep you on the PFL, man. I hope like everything's gonna work out very well, and I'm gonna keep fighting for them. You know, that's that's my idea. And just last thing, obviously the year-end prize is a million dollars. If you end up winning it all, getting that million, like what what's the ideal goal to use that million towards? Uh, man, I just went to the gym, so I think uh, I'll do some some stuff in the gym. You know. Uh, I already have my house. I got a nice car, so uh, I just want to use for like invest in my gym and another stuff. I I don't really think about it, you know. But yeah. I, I just I, I just thought about the gym actually, you know. That that, that is some stuff that I want to do in the gym. It's a nice gym. I love it. But there's some little details, you know, little things that I want to make it. And with this meeting, it's gonna make a a lot easier. <laughs> All right, well, Antonio, thank you so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, we're joined by UFC welterweight Max Griffin, who's returning here pretty soon. Max, how's it going? I'm very well. What it do? How are you guys doing? Uh, obviously, your last fight, an incredible win over Ramiz Brahimaj. Like, uh, was this about the right time for them to return in March, or were you hoping to return a bit sooner? I was trying to return a little bit earlier, but I just had a baby. Um, they actually wanted me to fight on March 6th on the pay-per-view. But my son was supposed to be born the 19th, ended up coming the 27th. So I said, hey, I like the opponent. Can I fight him earlier before the baby or can I fight him after? 
And they said, no, you can't fight earlier. You can fight the 20th. So I said, lock that shit in. And here we are. And Kenan Song, like, how much do you know about him? He's all right. I mean, he's pretty good. Everyone's good. Um, I've, I was out with him out in China, actually, when Anthony, mm-hmm. um, he fought some Korean dude. But he was on the card. He fought uh, some dude that's no longer in the UFC. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but he's okay. I mean, you know, everyone's good, but he's one of those guys that's kind of good everywhere, or at least good boxing. Is is this an opponent you like that's just going to kind of try to keep it standing with you? Because obviously your last opponent, he his whole game plan is try to get you down to the ground. And I know you like getting into those stand-up fights. Yeah, you're kind of cutting out. But, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't super thrilled. You hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah. I'll be honest. When I first got the name, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, I wasn't too pumped. I'll keep it real. But, uh, you know, my manager said, hey, you know, you got a couple more fights in your contract. We don't want you fighting Robbie Lawler on this kind of money. He's like, so beat this guy. He's a guy you can beat, beat well. And then renegotiate after so i'm looking at it i'm not looking past him whatsoever but uh he's a good he's a good guy for me to beat he's a good guy for me to beat and i'm gonna beat him did you think you would have got someone more known after that last finish and how viral it went yeah but i think it's a it's a it's a good kind of setup that's kind of happening like i said they wanted me to fight on the pay-per-view on the adesanya um yawn but uh like i said i pushed that fight back and now i'm on the main card on espn so it uh i think it worked out for me in a better way how do you see this fight playing out i don't know i'm gonna beat him i don't want to say too much on yeah. how or or what i'm gonna do but uh yeah you know he He's more of a stand-up guy. Um, he likes to pressure guys sometimes. Uh, but he'll fight. He'll fight. He's not really a takedown guy at all. Um, he'll fight. He has 71-inch reach, was kind of on the shorter side. Mine being 76, 76 and a half. So um, he's going to be there. He's going to be there for me. And I'm going to thrash this guy. Do you think he's going to shoot on you at some point? It seems like every single person that fights you eventually tries to take you down. (laughs) If you last that long, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, this is one of the guys that I feel like he's made for me. Um, Just stylistically, he's tough. He's, you know, tough Chinese guy. Um, Good right hand. That's about it. What do you think a win over him does for you? Like he kind of mentioned that renegotiate contract, but do you think this is a win that starts getting you those more well-known guys? 
Totally, you know. Um, I think it's it's a great positioning um, to renegotiate. I have two big wins, wins in a row, and I'm stringing it together now. I'm so confident in my stuff, and I've been training so hard, and I'm just getting better and better and better. And everyone's like, my last performance was beautiful, and I'm even better and better last, you know, better this time than last time. In the last fight, I couldn't – I mean, I did a lot, but just a lot I – didn't do because he was such a takedown ace and a mm-hmm. grapple guy. So I didn't really let my kicks fly. I, you know, didn't use a lot of takedowns and, you know, it was more of a certain kind of strategy against that guy. When you, you know, some guys, you know, if he's a jiu-jitsu black belt, you're not just taking a guy down, right? It's You kind of fight him in a better place. This guy, I feel like I'm better at him at everything. I do. Striking, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, my cardio. I hit harder. I could take a better punch. Uh, I'm fucking meaner, too. So, yeah. uh, I just had my son, bro. I'm like a papa bear, bro. Like, I'm a bear. I'm, I'm a big bear with my cubs. And uh, I don't give a shit who's in front of me. And it's unfortunate that he signed on the line. And um, it's what it is. Like, do you kind of feel that, <laughs> do you kind of feel that extra motivation then have after having your kid to like get these wins and get that second half of your uh, money, getting that win bonus as well? Yeah, I want my win bonus, but I want my um, performance of the night. Bonus. Yes, and I feel like this guy is uh, he's hittable. And uh, I'm gonna hit him. Okay. I uh, yeah, I just have a few more things. It's basically, you um kind of mentioned. I actually want to touch on is your teammate Anthony Hernandez. Yeah, gotta, Can you hear me? Yeah. Now we're good. Okay. Oh, I was uh, telling Anthony. Well, we were we were doing a question about. How fast do I want to get back yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah. I was talking, yeah, I was talking to Anthony yesterday, um, and it's like, dude, like I'm ripped right now. My abs are popping. It's like, dude, we after fight week, our shit's gone, bro. So it's like, I want to keep my shit, right? So we're we had a plan to try to try to keep our abs, you know. So um, I do want to get back in soon um, after this dub. You know, a couple, few months. I mean, I want to, I'm ready to blaze all these guys, but shout out to Anthony Hernandez, bro. Uh, my guy's one of the best grapplers in the world, baby. Well, it's beautiful. I, it was such an upset. That's what I was going to touch on last one. I guess we can do it now. Is what you make of his win? He was a massive underdog, everyone counting him out, and then he, he taps the jujitsu guy. It was so fucking beautiful. Um, you know, what? I mean, we believe in Anthony, and everyone wrote him off. He was dead, not destined, but he was set up to lose. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, Anthony's a stud, man, and he's been working a lot of wrestling these brutes, bro, these brute grapplers, and uh, he's been putting in the work, the reps and the work, and when he got taken down, I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, Adolfo was all on him. And um, 
Anthony was able to keep moving and get out of it. And once he got up on the cage, bro, um, he wasn't even breathing hard at all. I'm like, oh, he's good. And dude was a million percent gassed. Yeah. And Anthony put it on him, bro. It was beautiful. It was so great. I mean, I lost my voice for a week um, on that victory. Then he hit him with his patented fluffy team. You know, he's he's put that on everybody. So to have him, dude, tap him. Oh, dude, I got it in it with so many jiu-jitsu guys. About before that, oh, Anthony, well, you're going to get rid of the, all these fools on Clubhouse talking shit about, you know, how jiu-jitsu's going to look and win and all this shit. Like, shut up. It was great. It was beautiful. Uh, what was funny though is I was talking to Anthony like I was interviewing him before this fight and what right when we stopped recording he goes Cole I'm gonna go tap this guy out and I just like I, I'm like I think if you're gonna win I think you're gonna knock him out because he gasses and he's like nah I want to submit this guy to shut up all these guys and then he goes out there and submits him I'm like man I should have threw some money on it yeah 30 to 1 man yeah um you kind of mentioned earlier that about your confidence. Like, is your confidence has it ever changed? Like, you're a guy that's always pretty confident, but now getting back in the win column, like, it, has your confidence changed all, or is it still as high as it's been? It's high as it's been, but it's better because um, it's like I know how good I am, and you know my record. We talked about it before. My record doesn't um, show it. I talked to you know Spencer with the you know UFC yesterday, and you know they know how good I am. You know the the these. The, like I think I was two and four in my first fights. I could have been five and one if 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 the shit would have went my way. So it's like it doesn't deter me, you know. But the, but this last fight um, to go out there and just just outclass this guy that was so good and ripping, I do like it's just more like confirmation and just of how good I am. And then you know. Um, all this shit, we got good juice right now. Then Anthony, bro, um, submitting these bed, the best guy, the best grappler ever, you know, and that's my teammate. And it's we're gonna fuck everybody up, bro. And I can't wait. I don't give a shit who it is. Um, and like I said, that was major. That was major for us. That was major for me. That was major for his family. That was major for his whole like life. I mean, if he wouldn't be be honest. If he would have lost, he would have got cut. Yeah. Straight up. So you see how, like, life can turn, bro. Life can turn. So um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful Uh, Just, Just last thing, like, do you kind of put any pressure on yourself to get the stoppage just because of how many times you kind of lost those close decisions? It's just going to happen themselves. Um, yeah. I think I was trying too hard, you know? I was trying too hard. If that makes any kind of sense. Uh, yeah. Once you kind of let go and your shit just starts flying, then your shit just falls into place. Um, like, I didn't try to chop that dude there off. I just tried to have a good time. <laughs> so, you know. So, this guy, um, Song Keenan, Keenan Song, I don't know what's first or last. It's, it's 
I don't know if it's even I don't know if it's a nickname or what, but uh he's gonna be there. Um he's a tough guy, but it's gonna be a beautiful victory. I'm gonna show so many different skills and um I'm gonna take this guy out. All right, well, Max, man, thank you so much for the time again. I appreciate it. Thank you, Cole. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're joined by UFC lightweight now, Grant Dawson. Grant, how's it going? It's going, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Obviously, the big news is moving up to lightweight after your last fight against uh, Natty. Basically, said lightweight's your new home. What kind of took so long to get the fight? Because I thought you would have got a lot quicker, not having to worry about the weight cut so much. Uh, man, it, it was really. It's about fitting a, a puzzle piece into a different box, you know. Um, I was gonna have a really quick turnaround at 45. I think they wanted me to fight um, fight somebody in the top 15 at 45, which I was definitely interested in. I just I couldn't make the weight anymore, and and you know to save myself the embarrassment, to save myself the money, I thought it'd be better to go up. So then they had to find the right opponent, not too easy, not too too hard, you know, like. You gotta, you gotta kind of fit me in, find a place to fit me in, and I feel like they did it perfectly. Uh, I'm taking on the number twenty, like sixth guy in the world, you know, and I think if win over him, it's gonna be legends and rankings from here on out. Yeah, uh, but is it kind of good that you had some times and you can start to build up the frame even more to be a natural lightweight, and it's not just a quick jump where your forty-five frame is now fighting at fifty-five. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a blessing in disguise, especially with the whole COVID thing going on and like uh, everybody kind of figuring out what, what what's happening. I think that it was a really good thing. That being said, I will be active in 2021. That is my goal is to have at least four fights. I'm going to I'm, I'm having lunch with my manager uh, after this fight, win, lose or draw. We are going to figure out I'm not leaving that lunch until I have another fight at least talked about. So you know, uh, it, it's it's going to be activeness, activities, excuse me, activity for me all in 2021. That's my word for 2021 is activity. Hey, Leonardo Santos, was this, to me, I, this was someone I didn't really think of as possible just because he doesn't fight that often. Like he fought uh, twice in 2015, once in 2016, didn't fight until 2019. That's just been once a year, 2019, 2020. Yeah, uh, you know, he's not active, but he's, he's beating everybody he's fought. Yeah. So it doesn't really bug me. He's a big name. There's actually a lot of people that, that are been messaging me and telling me that, that he's a really tough fight for me. And, and so then I'm excited about it. You know, I've been supposed to win every fight that I've had. And I feel like this is a fight where there is a challenge. He's a little bit bigger than me. He's a little bit more experienced than me. He's got, you know, a better resume than I do. And I'm still going to make this fight look easy. I'm going to make it look like he doesn't belong in there with me. And, and like I said before, once I'm done with him, it's legends and rankings from here on out. Well, I don't know if you've looked at the odds, but you actually are still the betting favorite. You're about minus 210 across the board. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Uh, I don't really pay attention to, you know, myself with favorites and, and stuff yeah. like that. It's a bunch of people that have never trained with me. You know, yeah. when you when you look online and you look at my record and you look at, you know, what I do, you can call me just a wrestler. But just ask any of the guys that I've trained with, ask anybody that I've ever rolled with, ask anybody that I've ever fought. It's completely different. The The strength that I have and the pace that I put on is something that you just cannot prepare for. So that actually does surprise me that I'm the I'm the favorite, but I got to go in there. I'm going to prove them all right. And Leonardo Santos, like, although he doesn't fight often, like he has some really good wins on his record. Like he's a first round knockout over Kevin Lee, a submission over Anthony Rocker Martin. And what's crazy is 
he fought Tiago Santos, who's light heavyweight, at welterweight on tough and beat him, which is just kind of mind blowing. Yeah, it's it, it, it's nuts, man. He he fought Ponzinibbio. He fought all yeah. these guys, and uh, yeah, it, he he's got a resume, and I I I very much respect his resume, and I very much respect you know what he's done in jujitsu. Here's the thing, though, when he's working on his jujitsu, I'm working on my MMA game. If we put the gi on, he would probably beat me. I still think I'd, I'd stand a chance, but he would probably beat me with the gi on. But we're not fighting with gis. We're fighting with these. So I'm going to go in there, and, and I'm going to make this an MMA fight, not a jiu-jitsu match, not a striking match. This is going to be an MMA fist fight. And that's a, kind of what I was going to touch on. Is obviously, you are a very good wrestler, but your stand-up is getting a lot better. So do you think you're – like, is the game plan to take him down just because of how dangerous he is on the ground, or or do you kind of want to show off your striking? Absolutely not. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to take his ass down. I'm going to put him on the cage, take him down. I'm going to beat him up and make sure this isn't a jiu-jitsu match. I do respect his ground game. I do. However, MMA grappling, I am a better MMA grappler. A jiu-jitsu guy with the pajamas and the, the belts and the bowing, he probably can beat me there. But MMA grappling is different than jiu-jitsu. MMA wrestling is different than college wrestling. Does it help? Absolutely. But it is completely different. While he's getting really good at a sport that has nothing to do with MMA, I'm getting really, really good at MMA. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to lock his legs up, and I'm going to beat his face in until he gives me the submission. And I will submit the seven-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion. You heard it here first. Uh, I honestly thought you might have got a ranked opponent at lightweight, but I kind of understand it because I think they could just kind of want to see how good you're going to be at lightweight. But do you basically think you win this, you're knocking on the door of that top 15? Yeah, man. Um, I definitely want top 15. I definitely want um, um, to, to, to break through. Uh, my, my issue is the guys with that are in the top 15 uh, – 10 on up are kind of booked or not fighting right now. And I actually think that I'm going to get somebody else before top 15. I think that there's somebody that I'm going to call for. Obviously if it's top 15, I will take it, but there is a name that I want to call for. And uh, I think that we'll get him next. And then after that, we'll get a top 15 guy. But if they throw a top 15 guy at me, I'll take it. No problem. It's just, you know, Dober and Islam uh, are booked. Um, uh, the wrestler dude, uh, I don't know why I can't think of his name. He's on the same card with me, uh, Gillespie. Gregor yep, Gillespie. Yeah, yeah Gillespie. Uh, I'd really like to fight Ally Aquinta, but you know everybody and their grandma is calling Ally Aquinta out, and he's just not interested in it. So you know, I, I do think that I'm going to have one more fight before the top 15, but uh, if they give me the guy who I'm asking for, it'll be a good one. Uh, this might sound a bit crazy just because of how deep lightweight is, but I actually think you're going to do better at lightweight than you would have at 45 because you look at the top of the lightweight division – it's a lot of strikers that struggle with grappling. So I think once you get to the top, I think it's a lot of easier path to victory. Not like easy path to victory, but you obviously have a clear path to victory with your wrestling. Yeah, man, I feel the same way. It, it was always a size thing for me. 145 was always like, you know, I'm not big enough to compete at 55. I'm not big enough to com compete at 55. Then I missed weight against uh, Derek Minner. And, uh, you know, Minner's a G. He still took the fight so much respect for him and he's actually my teammate and good friend yeah. now uh you know and then after that they gave me a fight at 150 because of the flight and the travel and covid going on and i still struggled to make 150 i almost missed weight at 150 and i just kept telling myself if you miss weight they will cut you if you miss weight they will cut you 
I G'd up. I made the weight, but uh, I actually have a video on my phone of me in the tub telling James I'm going to 155 from now on. And and so I'm a man of my word. I told my manager when I missed weight against Derek, I said, if I struggle to make 145 again, or if I ever miss weight at 145 again, I will go up to 155. I'm a man of my word. I struggled to make 150. We're going to go up. Your gym is flying so far under the radar. I think James Krause is just starting to get that he's talk. The he's the I'm best. Seven. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but he, yeah. he's the best MMA coach there is right now. And the only difference is, is he's not getting the guys from the college wrestling backgrounds and the, you know these big names that are in there to, to help him. He's growing guys that are average people into these straight killers. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, whenever I talk to someone from his gym, I always tell them, I say, I think to me, James Krause is top three, if not the best MA coach, because everyone goes, the awards for best coach always goes to like American top team, AKA whatever, because they have world champions. And I'm like, it's more impressive when you take no one from the UFC to now your gym has like 20 or 30 fight fighters in the UFC and now are becoming into the rankings. Yeah, and you also have to take into consideration you know, where we're located in, yeah, in you know, American man. top team, uh, Denver, Colorado, those guys are always going to do well because there's just so many people there. You know, there's so many people. Like if you, if you have 200 people to work with, you're bound to have two or three world champions. You're bound to have, you know, 50 guys in the UFC. If you've got 20 guys to work with and all 20 of them are in the UFC, all 20 of them are working towards becoming champion, that makes a big difference. And I understand. I get it. You know, he hasn't had a champion yet. He's had two guys that are, are two fighters, I should say, that have worked their way to uh, world titles, uh, Tim Elliott and now Megan Anderson, who's fighting on Saturday. So until he wins that world title, uh, whether it be with Megan, myself, you know, Kevin Kroom is another one, or some of the other guys that we have, I don't think he's going to get the recognition he deserves. But that's also a good thing in a way that a lot of people are kind of underestimating us. A lot of people are, you know, kind of writing him off, and, and he doesn't have to deal with so much stuff. But he is also getting the credit that he deserves, and we've also got a lot more UFC fighters from out of town coming in. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, whenever I talk to people at the gym too, they always bring up you as how much they've you've helped them because you've taken that kind of coaching role. What's that like? Because when I talk to Tim Elliott, he always mentions, oh, Grant's been helping me so much with my wrestling and my jujitsu. Like, hey, what's that like when these UFC fighters are now mentioning you by how much they're helped, how much you're helping them? Oh, man, it, it, it warms my heart, man. Especially, you know, being able to see what we've worked on uh, come to fruition in the fight. There, there's nothing more that, that I'll, I'll give you a, a small example. It won't take much time. Uh, one of my training partners, uh, his name's John O'Brien. He's a 155er and, uh, he had a fight coming up and I, and we were training this one specific thing for the fight. And it was something as simple as a, as a body kick, because we knew the guy had a high guard. He goes out there, throws the two, lands the body kick. The fight's over in 10 seconds. He wins. It just, it's so like, you're just so proud and so happy because it's like, I saw that, that happened. We worked on it together. Now he did it and it, it's great. You know, so from, from amateur all the way up to UFC fighters, uh, you know, giving me this, this praise as an assistant coach or as a coach or whatever it is, you know, it, it really does warm my heart, but I am a fighter first and foremost. Uh, just a few more things is the whole thing you've kind of been preaching this interview is you want to be active this year. So everything goes your way March 20th. Like how quickly and how many fights like are you looking for this year? I'm looking for at least four fights. I want to fight May 15th. Uh, 
I'm going to call for Clay Guida, May 15th. You know, he said that he wanted somebody that's an up-and-comer. That's me. He said he wants somebody coming off a win. That's going to be me. He wants somebody with less than 10 UFC fights. That's me. I think me and Clay are going to bring in 50K. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good fight, and it's a really, really good fight to get my name out there and finally kind of start getting the credit that I feel I deserve. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Do you think you're still you're still kind of underrated, even though you have all these wins? Like you look down, and you, it's not just wins; like you're finishing a lot of these guys. But I still don't think you really get enough credit. I agree, man. Um, and it's not from the UFC. I've been uh, I've been treated very I've been treated very well by the UFC. Um, they've given me every fight that I've asked for. They've given me the money that I've asked for. The UFC has been nothing but fantastic to me. I do feel like I'm not getting the respect that I deserve. I beat the ultimate fighter winner, uh, Mike Trezano. I've beaten, you know, uh, two guys that are now, you know, all these giant win streaks and doing well and Julian Arosa and my teammate, Derek Minner. Uh, I beat a former cage world champion uh, in Nadnar Armani. And, and now I'm going to go into this fight against this guy uh, who's undefeated in the UFC. He's got wins over Kevin Lee and, and so on and further. Brazilian champion. When I beat him, I do think that I will finally start getting the credit that I deserve. And as I keep saying, from here on out, it's legends and rankings. No more of this fighting up-and-comers. No more of fighting these bums that are almost out of the UFC. It's going to be me against uh, the top level of the sport. And I'm really going to prove myself. I'm ready to prove myself, man. I'm a I'm a dog that's like can't get to that steak. And I just I want that steak. I want to bite into it. And, and I'm ready to go. Just last thing, like everything goes your way here. Like what's this perfect 2021 for you? Like how do you see yourself at the end of the year? Like with the number beside your name, obviously, but what's that ideal year for you? Ideally, uh, it's going to be, I'm going to beat these two guys outside the uh, rankings. Then I'm going to get somebody ranked. And my, my final goal, my final goal for 2021 is to be ranked no matter where it is. But I truly believe that I have the talent and the skill to be ranked in the top 10 by the end of this year, not just the top 15. My, my plan is to get ranked in the top 15 and then immediately call out the guy who's at number 10. I think it's Dariush, uh, and I, I'm more than willing to take those fights. I'm more than willing to take those tough fights. Uh, whether it's Dariush or Diego Fajeda, I'm ready for those things. There's only, there's only two guys in the top 15 that I won't fight unless they have the belt, and that's Drew Dober and Paul Felder, and that's only because I'm really good friends with them. Uh, so if it's not those two names, I'm ready for anybody in the top 15. All right, well, Grant, man, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. All right, we're joined by UFC flyweight JP Bays. JP, how's it going? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Obviously, long time coming. UFC debut coming up. Like we're about a month out now. So, what are the emotions and everything like right now? Where you're about to get ready for that first walk to the octagon? It's it's just a daily countdown now, man. Like it's. It's been so long that it's like I've had so long to overthink it that like I've reached the point where I'm like, man, I just count down minutes, the hours, the days. Just really excited to step in there. Yeah, obviously you had that shot of the Contender Series 2017 didn't go your way. Like, did you think it would take you this long to get to the UFC? Because I thought you would only need one, two fights and be right back in there. And... In all honesty, I did not think it was going to take that long. I, I did expect to get a call sooner. I did get a... I, I was hoping to get a short notice call or anything like that. But unfortunately, after that loss in 2017, I went back to South Africa. I got a little stranded there. And then, man, from from South Africa, 
like opportunities are impossible. But may maybe if I was out here, I would have had a shot easier or quicker. But at the end of the day, I don't think that matters. Is the right time is now. You had a few uh, bantamweight fights. Like most of your fights were bantamweight after the contender series. How come? Why was the drop down to flyweight then after that? Um. Yeah, I've had eleven pro fights, and I think five of them were bantamweight, six were flyweight, or vice versa. It's like pretty even. And um, after before that contender series fight, I only had one fight at bantamweight, a short notice fight, which I had won. And then for the flyweight fight in in the contender series, I had a really bad weight cut for that fight. I um, I'm not gonna point fingers, but the schedule was a little bit messed up, and I was supposed to fight one week for one show, and then I got called up to another show, and I had friends in town from South Africa when I was in Sacramento, and they won their fights. We went out celebrating, and I ate maybe not only one slice of cake, but maybe two slices of cake, and then yeah, I had a rough weight cut, and after that, man, I was I was 21 years old, and I was like, man, that was the biggest fight for my life. It was in the contender series and I hated every second of the weight cut. And I was like, I don't want to hate fighting or hate the, the, the process. I just want to enjoy everything. So I took a step back, focused on my skill set, focused on improving, getting better, becoming a better martial artist. Then I found my wife. She made me a way more and a better professional athlete, which that then changed my body. And that, that forced me to go back to flyweight again. How big is it having Cheyenne being a UFC fighter as well? So you guys know what a weight cut's like. Like you guys understand what each other is going through during that fight week. We we understand. She knows how how it feels. I know how it feels. But then at the end of the day, it's still like she still doesn't know how it feels, and I still don't know how it feels. Yeah, yeah. We understand, but it it's still separate, and our careers are still separate. I got to cut weight on my own. She's got to cut weight on her own. It, it makes it a little bit easier knowing that both are facing the same struggles, but we, we're human and any any human is going to find something to complain about. Whether it's if we're fighting together, it's going to be like, oh yeah, like you, you cut less weight than me or you're training more than me. Like we'll always find something to complain about, right? And Bruno Silva here, is this a guy you thought you'd be fighting? Because I wasn't really sure who they'd give you for your debut. Bruno Silva, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't see that name coming. They gave me a name before Bruno Silva, and I, I was really happy about that fight. It fell through. Who was the guy? Uh, I'm not too sure right now, but that, that fight fell through, and that would have been earlier in the year. But um, they they just then gave me the the Bruno Silva fight, and I mean he he's he's a known guy. He's friends with the champion, like the former champion. He, he's known by people, and I I think that's a great fight for me. Like to make a statement, it, it's a big fight. Yeah, and although he's winless in the UFC, like he's oh he's really on three. The one loss turned into a no contest because his opponent tested positive, but. He's a guy that fought like Casey Kenny to a draw on the regional scene. Like, like you mentioned, a main training partner, Henry Cejudo. So, like, what do you think it went over Bruno does? Like, do you think this is more just kind of put the UFC fans on notice that you're kind of here in this flyweight division? You know, with uh, with Bruno, like you said, he 
he's training with good people. He's he hasn't had a win in the UFC, but he's had very entertaining fights and I think he only got finished once out of the three fights and that became a no contest. So he's really 0 and three or I guess oh two and one. But I, I didn't see him give up other than when he got submitted with the arm triangle. So like I know he's a tough guy. I know he doesn't get finished often. He fights, like you said, Casey Kennedy to split decisions in the regional scene. So for me to go out there and excel and push to get a finish, if I can put a finish on this guy's name, that that makes a big statement for myself. Do you think you have a big advantage on the ground? Like you look at his kind of struggle in the UFC, it's him getting taken down and people being able to get good positions where everyone kind of knows if they don't know, like you're very good on the ground. Like we saw in your contender series fight, we saw in the regional scenes, like do you think that's a big advantage for you in this fight? I I don't think it's a big advantage. I think he he has a lot of skill and tools that people have not seen. He's he, he has the like the black belt. He has the the tools to and like you can see it in the fight. The fact that he doesn't get finished shows that he, he knows what's going on and he does have the tools too. But um I, I, I always like to think that I have the advantage over over certain fighters when it gets to the the wrestling point of view the grappling point of view like that's that's what i like that's my favorite martial arts but i mean we, we've seen how fights turn out where guys couldn't take each other down it becomes a stand-up fight so like, I, i'm just really excited about the fight and i think like you asked me what if i think my my advantage is going to be on the ground i think my advantage is going to be in the mind I think I'm getting underestimated. I'm a I'm a young kid from South Africa, not known about. Yeah, the the odds are all in my favor. I have nothing to lose. And fighting at the UFC Apex, you've already done that late last year, November. Like, do you think that's a big advantage where you kind of know what it's like, what fight weeks like during this time with no fans and all that? Like, you've already done one of these weeks before. Yeah, I I mean I I've done the week here in vegas he's done it in in abu dhabi but the difference is he's done it in the ufc so he's kind of run through the ufc protocols before i did it in the contender series which is very similar but also very different you know like the walkout is maybe 15 yards compared to 100 yards like so as much as i want to say yes i have I've, I've experienced everything in the contender series and he hasn't like there's still stuff that's going to be different on this fight night than what it was for the both of us i have to ask i've actually never heard the story i know safe and like fernie have talked really highly about you but how does a south african end up in texas training at fortis <laughs> it's crazy man craziest story south african with a Flor- Floridian wife, meet in Vegas, then we moved to Africa, and now we're in Texas, right? So the story behind it is I was in South Africa and then uh, went to Vegas to go fetch back then my almost girlfriend and made her my wife, took her back to South Africa, came to Texas to visit her parents because when she moved from Vegas to South Africa to come live with me, her parents moved from Vegas to Texas. 
So her driver's license and stuff were expiring. So we had to make a trip out to come visit the family. Came out to visit the family, decided we're going to get married, got married. Went to go train at the MMA gym. Just so happened to be the best gym in the world. And yeah, the rest is history. Now we're here with Go Shave in Texas. Uh, just just uh, one thing on this with you and Cheyenne. Is it going to be a bit weird both making your UFC debuts on the same card? Or like, because I know you normally you two like cornering each other. Uh, Cheyenne and I, we, we fought on the same card before for LFA once. Uh, I think it was in 2019 in November when we just immigrated to the U.S. We fought on that fight night once and we weren't able to corner each other back then. But she fought first and I fought after. Where this time I think I, I'll probably fight earlier on the card than her. And we, I guess we're able or the second person, whoever fights first is able to, to corner the other person. But for this fight, we're kind of just taking a step back. We're just being young in our careers, unfortunately. Fortunately, but unfortunately, we have to be really selfish that night and be like, best of luck to you. Go murder this person. And uh, we, we'll, we'll celebrate and eat after, you know. Like, now we've reached the point in the career where we're fighting for some decent money. So it can be like, okay, like, let's put all the bullshit. Let's put our relationship. Let's put the stress. Let's put all that aside. Make the money for our family. And then tomorrow as a family, we can celebrate. I've heard nothing but good things about you from, say, from like Fernie, from Miles Johns. Like, are, what's it like being training there? Because there's a lot of high level, like flyweights, bandweights, featherweights there that you can get work with. So, so many high level, so many high level people on the mat. I mean, I'm surrounded by 18, 19 UFC fighters on a daily basis. Just, just the energy the guys bring to the room. Everyone's very competitive. We fight each other on the mat every day. We, we don't like losing on the mat. We hate losing off the mat. So whenever there's practice, we go in there, we compete to the highest ability. Coach, coach Seif is pushing us, trying to like reach, reach that breakthrough level with us. And he's just standing there with the gas can and just putting gas on the fire. And we just keep pushing each other, pushing each other. So by the end of the practice, that room is smoking hot, man. It's just steam in the room. People are tired. It's hard work. How important is safe in your career, especially in the corner? Because when they show him in the in between rounds, like I'm just sitting there watching the fight. I'm like, man, safe could get me up and go for like a mile run right now. <laughs> you know what? Something that I can say about Coach Safe is he can read. He can read a student extremely well. Like his mind and the the small thing he picks up with a student is he knows how to deal with each and every student. He knows that if it gets to me, he might have to crank a bottle up my ass to get me going. If it's this person, he has to deal like this with them. This person might have to get a slap in the corner. So depending where you are in the fight and and what you're doing and who you are and your relationship with coach, like you say, he has what it takes to get you going. You might have to get yelled at. You might have to take a little five-star on the cheek. Or he's just going to speak to you nicely. But that, that all depends on what you do in the cage. If you go there and you get the ball rolling, he's just going to keep it rolling. If you go out there and you mess up and you don't listen, you're going to pay the price. 
Uh, just a few more things is how do you see your fight playing out? R- really intriguing style matchup between you and Bruno. Um, I, I, I see myself finishing him. You know, un- unfortunately for him, fortunately for me, I- I'm going in there ready for war. I'm going in there. Bruno Silva is coming to destroy me. Bruno Silva is coming to, to save his UFC contract. But at the same time, I, I got to save mine, you know? Like, I, I do not want to follow in his steps. And he lost his first fight on his contract. So it's my job to get him out there and not follow in his steps. So I'm, I'm expecting a full-out war with him. I have not, like, vision too much what's going to happen. Usually I, like, close my eyes and I'm like, okay, I want this, I want that. Right now I haven't seen anything. I've just seen a war. But uh, myself winning, let me not forget that. Uh, are you kind of preparing for the best Bruno Silva? Like his back against the wall. Like he loses this, he's probably out of the UFC. Like I know most UFC fights go or contracts run for a fight. Like this is fourth one. You can't really go winless and stick around the UFC. I, I, I'm definitely expecting the best him. If if I expect the best Bruno Silva and the best Bruno Silva rocks up that night, we're going to have a hell of a fight. If I go there expecting the best Bruno Silva and he does not rock up, then it's great for me. So that that will be very immature, unprofessional or unprofessional and really bad on my side if I do not expect the best Bruno. Bruno. Like you said, his back's against the wall. He has the ball in his hands. He needs to come out like shots firing. And if if I do not expect that, that that's bad on my side. Just last thing, like you see more thing, more fighters in the UFC coming from Africa. Like, uh, what would it be like for you to be able if they? It seems like UFC Africa. It's only a matter of when now, not if. Like, what would that like be able to be a part of a, the first UFC Africa if they ever do it? Oh man, I I never thought. Like living in Africa, I never I was like, man, UFC Africa, that shit don't sound real. Like I, I just always thought it doesn't sound real. Right now, I'm like, okay, there's more fighters, but the currency, I'm not too sure if it's still a little bit real. You know, the UFC will will have to make their ticket sales real cheap in order to get an arena filled in in Africa just to make some money, but. It, it would be awesome if I could be on that card with uh, fellow South Africans, Don Madge, Trickers Duplessis. I mean, if I can fight along and next to those guys, it would be it would be awesome. We've all fought against and amongst each other in the regional scene. So to go out and like now not compete against each other anymore or teams against each other, but countries together, that that would be awesome and i mean march 20th i kind of get a little bit of a feeling of that i get to compete with my wife and i get to compete alongside another south african so march 20th is a good night that's basically a mini mini ufc africa for us all right well jp man thank you so much for the time i really appreciate it thank you sir you have a good day all right, we're joined by UFC bandmate Adrian Inez, who's come back for his second UFC appearance here. Adrian, how's it going? Man, it's going pretty pretty good. And yourself, man? I'm doing well. Obviously, UFC debut, we talked after it. I don't really know if it could have gone any better. Your contender series and UFC debut, like, could those two fights have gone any better? Your contender series, 39-second knockout, your UFC debut, like, what was it, like a two-and-a-half-minute head kick knockout? 
Oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah, both of those were phenomenal finishes. Uh, and man, I just want to keep racking them up and keep going that way, man. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited. Those those two those two were like like show like play like it was one of the, those two fights were like big for me in this sense of like all right, cool. The contender series got me into the UFC, and then that UFC debut kind of made me stake my claim that. Hey, I'm in the UFC. I'm not here just to be this one-off guy. I'm here to be, I'm here to be like at the top ten. That's because that's my that's my goal, being the top ten. And Gustavo Lopez, like, was this someone you had your honor? Is this just who the UFC offered you? He's a longtime combative fighter, two UFC fights, so very similar experience to you. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I found like I signed the contract back uh, back in November, uh, like two days before my birthday. So it was just one of those that like I've I've been knowing about it, but also I've I've kind of had my eye on him for for a little bit anyways because I was like I like to watch other other uh, MMA organizations and uh, at one point there was a chance for me to hop on a Combate Americas uh, card, but uh, I just took another route and and I would see Gustavo Lopez. He was their champion. He was fighting some tough guys. He fought Jose all day. He fought. Uh, John Castaneda, even though that one didn't go his way, you know, John Castaneda is now in the UFC uh, and he just beat up uh, Eddie Wineland. So uh, Gustavo Lopez is a tough opponent and, you know, I'm not taking him lightly whatsoever. So I've been, I, and also I've been eyeing him for, for, for a very long time, you know, ever since uh, he came, became the Combate America's champ. So it's, he's not, it, it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's going to, ha- it's finally happening. And it's like, all right, cool. I've been ready. I've been watching the watching high fights and, you know, our paths crossing the UFC, which to me is even better. Yeah. And I think you guys are very similar in the fact, just like your early losses are guys that are in the UFC. That's the same thing as him. Like he lost to John Casanet is on the UFC, lost Andre is in the UFC, lost to Jose Alade, who really should be in a big promotion. And then like with you, you lost to obviously Domingo Pilar and Miles Johns. And both those fights are uh, the Miles Johns fight and Domingo were split decisions could have went your way. But what do you learn from that when you're already fighting, especially in LFA, where you're fighting like these UFC fighters all so early in your career? Hey, honestly, for me, it was like turning points. Every single time I, I took I took a loss, it was a turning point for me. Uh, like my first uh, my first loss as a as a pro, you know, I fought a really tough legit guy. Who honestly, if you look at his record now, like he he should be in the UFC. This guy is a stud and. Uh, he should be in the UFC. Uh, has his trouble making weight, but you know, uh, but he's good enough. His skills are really, really good enough uh, to to make it into the UFC. Uh, Domingo Pilarte, that was kind of like another one of those, uh, like it was a turning point for me. A, a lot of stuff going on at that time, uh, kind of turning point because I realized, man, I need to stuff these takedowns. My my striking is so good that I know a lot of people are going to want to wrestle with me. And then my next, I go on a. Uh, win streak and then I go fight Miles Johns and then if you look at that Miles Johns fight it wasn't necessarily the takedowns that that uh wasn't necessarily the takedowns that he got he really didn't get any takedowns he probably only got like three in that fight and to me Miles Johns is a way better like wrestler than Domingo and like it kind of showed my improvements over time but I had to work a little bit more things like he hit me up against the fence a little bit more you know, he had more control in, in certain positions and you know once once that fight was over it was like a whole new mentality change and right now that's 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 where I'm at is like a whole mental change and and also too like those guys are tough 
there those that wasn't easy fights, you know. Miles Johns, he's he's a tough cat. Like he's he's tough. He can take a shot. Uh man, just look at his last fight when he fought a stud in uh in uh uh Kevin uh Nathibad or uh yeah, the guy he who he knocked out. Yeah. That that was that was a that was a grueling fight for the both of them because the both both their styles kind of clashed and it was just a really good fight. Uh, so I, I fought like a who's who already, and it just kind of made it easier transition for me whenever I came into the UFC, you know, because I already fought some of the tough, the toughest guys out there in the regional circuit. That once I jumped in, I felt like straight at home. Like I didn't have those UFC jitters, or I didn't have this whole like or like, oh man, now I'm in the big organization. I'm I have to fight the best guys. I was already fighting the best guys, so it just made it smooth smooth transition. And in this fight, like, do you think Gustavo's game plan will be to try to wrestle you and take you down? Because you look at his career, it's a lot of just getting the guys down to the ground, ground pounding him or trying to get that choke in. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. I kind of I kind of figured that's what he was going to want to do anyways. Because, uh, like, going back, like, going back to my losses, like, those guys just try to put me on the ground the whole entire time. They try to put me on my back, try to try to neutralize what I could do. Uh some of it was like them holding, holding on to me, just like trying to ride out, ride out to the decision. Cause you know, it's, it's going to be hard for, uh, it's going to be hard, especially like as soon as I separate and I'm able to create distance, I start landing shots. Uh, it's going to be harder for them. They so they want the safe, safe route. They can't submit me. Uh, they couldn't submit me. And Domingo Pilarte is a, is a high level in BJJ. Uh, Miles Johns, he's got submissions on his record. He couldn't hold me down, even though he has like a really great wrestling background. Uh, so it, like I'm a tough I'm a tough out, and uh, I don't think Gustavo Lopez is a good enough wrestler as uh, as Miles Johns. And shoot, Miles Johns only got three takedowns on me in that fight, and I got up every single time within like five seconds. So it it'll be hard. It'll be hard for him because I'm used to facing wrestlers. Uh, so for me, it's it's more of a of a copy and paste type of situation. Yeah. Like this, it's the same training camp, same thing. And like I'm already so used to it, uh, and I'm I'm actually kind of welcoming it because you know if if he takes that shot and he messes up on a shot, it's either a knockout or man, or I'm like gonna get to show off my black belt that I just recently earned. So hey, like people will start knowing me for submissions instead of knockouts. But I'd really want a knockout. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you is how do you see this fight playing? But I assume you probably think you're gonna land one of those knockout punches, whether it's the punch or the kick. Oh yeah, either one, whichever one comes first. Uh, I I I know he's a tough out, he's a tough guy. I'm ready for three rounds, but man, I every every time I envision it, I see it I see it going only one way, and that's a first round knockout. Well, what do you think a win over Gustavo does for you? Like, you're not neither of you are a ranked guy, but that would be two wins, presumably two knockout wins. Like, I think you'd start getting these no more known names. Oh yeah, man, I don't mind working my way up either, man. That's that's the thing is I've always been a workhorse and everything. Uh, it would it would really cement me into the UFC for sure. Because uh, my last guy, he was a he was a, a short notice notice replacement. And, you know, there's always kind of that, like, well, he was making his debut as well. And I'm always kind of just looking, uh, like, all right, he's a debuting. This is a perfect fight for me and everything. Uh, now I got Gustavo Lopez. He's a little bit more cemented also because he fought a top 15 guy. went three rounds with them, and it was on a six days notice. So if I go out there and I start him and I, I start Gustavo, what does that say about me? You know, I finished, I finished him uh, on a full training camp. 
And this other guy who's in the top 15 of Marab uh, wasn't able to finish him within three rounds on six days notice. So it only looks really good on me. So that's that's my thing is that I want to get going there, make a statement, and, you know, just kind of cement my place in the 135 division. Uh, whether it makes me jump high or it makes me uh, have to take a couple more steps, uh, I don't mind either because – and I've been – I've always had to work from the ground up anyways, so – for me, I have no problem doing that. I don't have no problem climbing up the ladder step by step instead of doing, instead of jumping from the first step to the fifth step, you know. And sometimes a lot of people take that fall, you know, like they try to jump steps and they end up getting knocked back down to the beginning, of, to the bottom of the ladder. So uh, if, if I can walk my way up there, then I'm going to walk my way up there. But if there's a, if there's, there's an elevator right there, I don't mind taking that either. And Everything goes your way here. Like, how quickly would you want to the ground? Because I assume you probably want to be pretty active this year. Oh yeah, I absolutely want to be pretty active. Uh, I was going to be active last year, but once I came back from my fight, once I came back from uh, from Vegas, I found out that I I caught COVID once I got back home. So it kind of screwed everything up for me. wasn't able to return uh, as fast as I wanted to. But I would like a. I actually, I would probably take a fight in April, early May. Hey man, that's that's where I would like to come back at uh, May, beginning of May, uh, middle of May. Don't want to go anything past like the, don't want to go past like the twentieth. Marty and, in shape. I like I, if I knock him out, Marty in shape. I just want to go back in there. And I was looking at th- it's a either a th- I think it's a three and a half. Some places listed as a four inch reach advantage. So it's a quite like it is a big reach advantage. So how do you think that's gonna play factor in the fight where you if you can like you can just pop him with the jab and he won't be able to come inside and even close the distance. Oh yeah. That, that to me, I've all, I've always done well with shorter fighters, especially when it comes to controlling distance. Uh, my last guy, uh, Victor Rodriguez, same height, same height to me. Like he's, I feel like, uh, like Vic, Victor is actually the perfect entry into fighting somebody like Gustavo. Both had both five, five, both had the same reach. Uh, and Victor also had that one punch knockout power, uh, so does Gustavo. So it pretty much is like a warm up fight for me to fight Gustavo. Uh, and also, you know, I've been working with some guys in training, like uh, my training partner Jacob Silva, same height, five five. He's a little bit, he's a little bit more faster on the feet, has a little, bit, a little bit more agile since he's a twenty fiver. Uh, the the weight difference is is a little bit off, but I'm also I've also trained with one fifty fivers consistently, so. For me, it's it's a, it's a really good adjustment, and I do well whenever I'm I'm working at my range. If I if I can work in my range, it's a short night for Gustavo because I. That's one thing too. I got I got a seventy seventy point five inch reach advantage, and I'm five seven. So that's yeah. that's a pretty good reach for someone for uh, someone my size. That bantamweight division is stacked too, but two knock wins, if, especially if you get this one in the first round. Like, do you think you're kind of putting that division on notice? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I want them all to know I'm coming for everybody's head, man. There's, it's a, uh, it's one of those things like uh, I feel like Adrian Bronner. Anybody can get it and will get it, you know. So, uh, call me the can man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take whatever, man. I, anybody who's in front of me, man, I, I'm coming for you, man. And for, and for me, it, it is just, it just solidifies me even more because if I get this knockout, that. I get another bigger name. I go in there. I know what I have to do. I have to go in there and starch that guy too. I can't have sloppy performances because everybody's going to be looking. Everybody's going to be looking at me. I know it's at stake. So I want to go out there and keep showing up and showing out. And that's, 
to me, that's like the biggest striving factor of of why I'm like like why I want to perform better and better and better. Like, of course, you know, I want to submit myself in the top 10. And then also, man, like, I got to keep letting these people know, like, I'm here to stay. And whenever you see me across the cage, I want them to know that, hey, you're locked in here with me. I'm not locked in here with you. You're you're in this cage with me. So, and I want them to know that. So I'm coming for everybody's head. I don't care who it is. And just last thing, like where ideally do you see yourself at the end of the year? Like I wouldn't be surprised if you're knocking on that door, that top 15, the bandweight division. Man, I, I, uh, I would hopefully be at the, in the top 15. That's where I'm hoping to be at, uh, depending, man, because I would want four to five fights this year. I want to be like very active, uh, very, very active. And if that, that catapults me to the top 15, then that, that's, what, that's what happens. Uh, I don't mind working my way up. Again, I don't mind working my way up getting a nine fight win streak or anything like because that looks really, really great. Whenever you enter into the top 15, you go in there, you start putting those dudes away. So to me, I don't mind either one. I'm I like I'll be a workhorse. I don't care. I just want to go in there and keep fighting. And once once that number comes right next to my name, that's going to make it all the more better for me. All right. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Man, thank you so much, man. Thank you for, for having me on, man. Thank you for your time.